Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good, feeling good. Victor Vaughan. I'll let you guess who you think another pseudonym for this guy is. Who could it be? It's a mystery. <laughs> who could it be, eh? <laughs> Featuring a Pani B fly and the title name is Can I Watch? Alan, what did you think of my interesting, let's say, track this week? Yeah, another... Another mysteriously similar voice. Yeah, uh, yeah, another Doom alias. I don't think I've listened to any of the Victor Vaughan stuff. It's kind of a different style than I'm used to. Perhaps it's not for all of the songs, because this is the only one I've listened to of the Victor Vaughan uh, alias. But it seems to have a more storytelling style. This song does, at least. You've got this back and forth narrative. It's more, it's more sort of straightforward storytelling rather than the usual esoteric wordplay that you associate with doom which is not like narratively structured in in in, in like a deliberate way almost but it shows that doom can do multiple styles and i always look forward to listening to a new doom track so all good yep the main thing for me on this track was i think this is the best as only i mean it's only my opinion but I think this is the best male and female back and forth rapping I've heard on a track. I think the closest I thought was good was... Because the problem is, I don't think Lisa Left Eye ever... I think she did her one with Donnell Jones, which was singing and rapping, not necessarily back and forth, back and forth. I think Little Kim's done one, which is good. I think Foxy Brown may have done one, which is good. But the closest, I think, is LL Cool J and on the track doing it don't know who's with him on the track with that tune doing it but that that is a good back and forth male and female rapping but i think this is the best and i think apani b fly is incredible on this track i think she is unbelievable on this track and i just i just loved the the to and froing of it all it's almost like conversational freestyling and and storytelling as you said and i just 
there's elements of this that are very quite funny, quite interesting, and I just just thought it was a good track, an interesting track to bring to the pod. It was. It's another one that comes to mind. Recent one is uh, "We Cry Together." Unstable ass, confrontational ass, dumb bitches. You wanna bring a nigga down? Even when I'm trying to do right, we can go our separate ways right now. You can move on with your life. Fuck I you, nigga. You love a pity party. I won't show up. Always act like your shit don't stink, motherfucker. Grow up. Forever late for shit. Won't buy shit. Sit around and deny shit. Fuck around on a side bitch. Then come fucking up my well, shit. Fucking up your shit. You must be bleeding and some more shit. Bitch, I don't know shit. Fuck your feelings. You want some Shit. See, I don't know why you like playing mind games with me. Mind Bitch, games. I ain't slow nor dizzy. I know when you being distant. I'm on on the new Kendrick album, which yes. is, yes. I mean, that's a pretty intense song. <laughs> that uh, That's a song that I feel like I've only been able to listen to twice. And I think I just can't listen to it again because it might just, just physically smash that, me. That is insane. And, uh, yeah. Unbelievable track. But yeah, great shout and really, really... Um, amazing shout can't wait to kick in who's up first you're up herringbone name chain diamond chips crips style with the matching bracelet sweats with the k-swiss herringbone name chain diamond chips crip style with the matching bracelet sweats with the k-swiss so first off just it's it's doom right is when he changed these words together he's unbelievable and it's just unbelievable to listen to and he is just too sick. And we've never we we started our pod off with Doom. The first very first episode was Doom, and he's you know laced throughout this uh, podcast and forever will be, for as long as we exist. So I just he's just incredible with his flow and his uh, wordplay. The other thing I was really interested in K Swiss. Do you remember K Swiss the yeah, brand? Man. I mean, I mean, it still exists, right? But some of these brands are just such throwbacks, ain't they? Remember Mackenzie. Uh, Alessi, Kickers, all these brands that I just remember back in the day when we were like, yeah, right, where it was, these are things to wear at school, right? And they still might exist now, but they're just not the thing now, if that makes sense. Whereas back then, those were the things. And I just wanted to ask you the question, what's the first branded thing you ever remember having? You know what? I actually think it was a fake Calvin Klein jumper. Genuinely, from Western <laughs> International Market. Hey, shout out West, Western International Market. What a what I genuinely a think that might be what it was. I still remember the jumper and at the time thinking, oh, wow, this is like a, it's like a famous brand. And then realizing, oh, no, yeah, this is fake. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Times is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember mine being a school bag that I had at junior school by a brand called Sergio Tashini. And the funniest thing about it all is that at the time, I had no idea it was a brand. I was, like, upset that I'd got a Sergio Tashini bag. I was like, what the hell is Sergio Tashini? All these people got Nike bags and this, that, the other. And I've got a Sergio Tashini bag, right? Little did I know it was, like, probably one of the swaggiest things to have <laughs> at the time. But I had no idea about it. And it was just a thing. So I just thought it was quite a... I just heard K-Swiss and it just threw me back. So I thought just a little bit of fun there. Nice. Yeah, it's funny how when you're at that age... I say that age. It's probably still true how brands can be because they're quite important. And I remember having like a two stripe pair of Adidas, like the fake Adidas that some like auntie had got me or something. I was like, oh, I can't, can't wear those out. It's going to get rinsed. Ouch. <laughs> 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 uh, who's next? I'm up. 
said to him, hey, my name's Nikki. You're 20 minutes late and almost miss me. Said to him, hey, my name's Nikki. You're 20 minutes late and almost miss me. This guy, who shows up 20 minutes late for your first date. <laughs> Talk about pushing your luck. Um, this obviously foreshadows what happens later in the track. Victor is is just too overconfident here, taking his date for granted. Like they, they've just started and and he's already just like taking it too easy. I can't say I've done a lot of dating in my time. I did a handful of like Tinder dates back in the day, but I, I was always punctual, which is surprising for me, to be honest. But I think if a date was 20 minutes late without good reason, that might be a red flag for me. Although I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm too highly strung, but I think Victor, <laughs> in my, in my opinion, Victor would be on thin ice already at the start of this date. So it it sets up what's going to happen nicely. Nice man. Who's next? I'm up. Yo, I gotta be home by eight thirty, or my mom's would kill me. She passes out when I'm late. Plus, she says I'm too young to date. Yo, I gotta be home by 8.30 or my mom's will kill me. She spazzes out when I'm late. Plus, she says that I'm too young to date. Speaking of Bars. things taking us back, this this line took me back to the days when I would just try my hardest to push my luck with my curfew. My you know, mom says, be home by 8. I'm texting her at 7.55. Can I stay out for another hour? Absolutely taking liberties. I always wanted to stay out longer, especially if like all of your mates are out as well. You just I have major FOMO. Like, if I go home, I'm going to miss out on something amazing. You know, not really. We're just going to sit around watching TV and listening to music. But I just always didn't want to miss it. I can understand, like, the parents' point of view, though. I'm sure there were times when I was out late and I probably was doing things that my mom didn't approve of. <laughs> but I, I'll find out myself soon enough that it's a real balancing act between letting your kids have life experience and also trying to keep them safe and, and give them like advice on doing things sensibly. I think I would probably err on the side of not being too cautious. I don't want to be overprotective, but want to be like just the right amount of protective, whatever that is. But yeah, this line took me back. Sick ones. Shout out Jill for putting up with his prick for fuck knows how long. <laughs> uh, nice, you're up. So overprotective. I wish you'd take a sedative and shit. Yeah, but that's whatever. What's your perspective? Tell me more about you, Vic. So overprotective, I wish you'd take a sedative and shit. Yeah, but that's whatever. What's your perspective? Tell me more about you, Vic. So a little bit, like, a lot of this track is quite reminiscent for me. I was with my first girlfriend when I was about 15. And, you know, some parents could be really militant with this shit and shut it down and be like, you know, you're not meant to have a girlfriend, you're not meant to have a boyfriend, all this stuff. It'd be really, 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 I don't know, dominating and very like you said over cautious and protective and my parents were kind of cool about it they weren't very judgmental or very uh controlling over it they i think they had just an expectation that as long as you treat her with respect and you know just behave like within reason then i don't see a problem with it but once there was a kind of obviousness that we were getting really serious uh, my mom on plenty of occasions was just like abby you're too young to get into such a serious relationship and I'll refer back to this line in the verse going later further down the line, but, you know, so overprotective, I wish she'd take a sedative and shit. Just, you know, timestamp this because it's going to come hit this girl quite hard. Facts. And it kind of hit me kind of hard as well. Facts. Nice. You're up again. He had the green light. She asked him, what's the can tonight? Flavor of the night, samsara and Fahrenheit. <laughs> 
He had the green light. She asked him what's a cannonite. Flavor of the night, Sam Sarah and Fahrenheit. I'm not gonna say much here. Uh, full I snap, think by the, the way. Oh, nice. Uh, the, the, what's the cantonite? I think is an uh, alluding to the type of color of the graffiti can they they use because they're MF Doom's old crew that he was with and the band that he was originally were actually graffiti artists as well as rap rap bands. I can't remember the name of the the band that he was originally with, but I just think that is. But fuck all of that stuff. Unbelievable when you read it out. You just read it and it's like. What's the Cantonite? Flavor of the night? Samsara? Fahrenheit? It's just, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you put all that together? How's that come in your head? It's so chill. It's so nonchalant. But it just sounds so good. And this tune is really fun to listen to. I don't know if you got that vibe when you were listening to it, but I just find it very fun to listen to. Yeah, I did. It's funny you mentioned that can thing because I, I had fun with this line because, to be honest, I didn't really know what it means. Like, I didn't fully understand what it meant, but it really compelled me it really caught my ear that that flavor of the night samsara and Fahrenheit. i was like what does that mean and since i didn't know what it means i just started reaching for things like what 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 could i get out of this but like you said he mentions graffiti earlier in the song obviously graffiti being one of the the four elements of hip-hop so maybe like you said it's a spray can and samsara and Fahrenheit is like some kind of mural he's going to paint then i thought well he often talks about beer cans as well. I'm mean, doing so. Maybe the can is a beer can. Maybe this is some kind of obscure drink. Then I started reaching even further. And I thought one interpretation of Samsara, as I understand it, is like Earth. And Fahrenheit is obviously hot. And so like Earth and fire. I was like, oh, maybe he's listening to Earth, Wind of Fire. And they're chilling. Bit of a reach. Oh. Then the final reach. This is my favorite one. Headphones like over-ear headphones, are sometimes referred to as cans. And samsara can also mean like the life cycle, birth and rebirth. So you have this cyclical image of spinning. So maybe he's spinning a record, which is fire, and he's listening to it on his cans. Mate, unbelievable. <laughs> you took you took bars, rhymes, and life to a whole I'm, other I'm, level. I'm calling it regards to bars, rhymes, and absolute reaches. <laughs> <laughs> that was sick, bro. Unbelievable. Uh dice you're up again first started out like she was just vaughn's friend used to act grown for pretend whispering speaking on the phone for hours on end on the bone from just listening and then call me back my mother's home spoke to tone again first started out like she was just vaughn's friend used to act grown for pretend whispering speaking on the phone for hours on end on the bone from just listening and then call me back my mother it's crazy how this used to annoy me back in the day with uh, girlfriends in the past. In some respects, it's really poor of me, Alan. It's very poor of me, but I'm just going to say I guess I didn't know any better. Because if you think about it, the girl is almost doing you a favour, right? She's giving up her time, especially when she knows she shouldn't be talking to you. Like, it's late. She shouldn't be talking to you at this particular time or being caught by her parents talking to a boy on the phone, innit? as it might be alluded to. But and and this has happened to me enough times, right, where they're like, oh, someone's coming, I've got to go. And they just cut the phone off. They cut the phone off for their own safety, for their own drama and their own thing. And I used to get vexed. Uh, just like just like Vic, Victor done, I used to get so annoyed that, oh, what are you cutting the phone for? Like, can't you? Like, I'm able to talk uh, to you as long as I want and as late as I want. 
Why is it not the same for you? But you know what? For whatever reason, if it's different in your household, you've got to respect the, uh, the fact that this person is giving you their time. And it ain't like she's not telling him to not call her back. He's saying, call me back. Just like, I can't really speak to you now. That irritation is that I feel like it was a bit poor of me. It's poor of Vic, but we know that Vic don't give a fuck. So it's the thing. So I just, I took as opportunity to reflect on myself and say, hang on, you know what? If your boyfriend, girlfriend's cutting on you and saying, look, 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 I've got to go because my parents this, or I've got to go because of that. Just, just respect the fact that they're actually letting you know that they got to go for a certain reason. And they're not just putting the phone down on you straight and just locking you off. No need to get annoyed or offend. Yeah, you, they're essentially doing you a favor by by taking a risk. If it, if they're in that situation where it might cause them grief. Exactly, bro. I used to get vexed. I used to give that person shit afterwards. <laughs> like, oh, what the, f- oh, I don't even want to chat to you now, man. You've ruined it. Or like, you know what I mean? And, like, make the person feel worse. You make the person feel worse. <laughs> You're Victor Vaughn, mate. You're up again. <laughs> To prove my mums and everybody wrong, I miss you every time I hear a love song and whenever you're gone. Until I see you then, I feel short of breath. I think I'm ready to take the next step. Yes. Got me wondering how far I go to prove my moms and everybody wrong I miss you every time I hear a love song And whenever you're gone Until I see you then I feel short of breath I think maybe I'm ready to take the next step Yes. I jacked this straight up off Rap, rap Genius But, you know, taking the whole premise of the track their very different perspectives on their relationship show hair in these 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 bars nikki has fallen deeply in love with vic he's her first love and she started to romanticize everything about him having sex with vic will be a huge step for her and that she's never taken before and so she's nervous about it vic on the other hand is just irritated that he hasn't got nikki into bed yet and is perfectly willing to cut her off abruptly if he has to wait much longer and it's a you know it's a what's the word like it's a classic story of relationships at school and college and uni this shit happens all the time man i I remember certain girls that would get attracted to older boys in in older years and think like oh my god wow 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 and 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 I, i swear to god there's a couple of girls i remember where they're the smile on their face when they're walking with that older guy thinking and i used to think this is so weird why do you not like a girl in your own year for or something like why are you on these girls for and then a few weeks later or a month later i see that girl looking depressed as fuck and i know you know that that girl has just been used you know what i'm trying to say and it and it and it's just a classic classic story and i think that anyone that's listening don't let that be you and and be able to teach girls guys it don't matter which 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 sex but try to teach the fact that that kind of shit is not acceptable man it's not it's not a nice way to put someone you can really cause some damage to people by just thinking of them as some objectivity and you i know if someone you can you know you can tell when a girl is romanticizing about you you can tell when a girl is really really falling for you and if you don't feel the same, I think somehow you need to be able to respect that and be able to, you'll, you'll never ever make the pain less easier by being honest with them. But I think you can be honest in a way that's less damaging, to let's say the least. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a certain power imbalance that comes with a, a, an age gap in a relationship. And I think that's one of the things that, that makes them untenable is that one person has more power in that relationship and that's never a good start. 
just to add, I completely forgot to say something, to prove my mum's and everybody wrong. So true of me. So when my mum was like, Abby, you're too young to be in such a serious relationship, something embedded in me said, I'll prove you wrong. I'll prove him wrong. I'll prove her wrong. And again, eventually, uh, we'll we'll find out towards the end of this episode, bro. <laughs> nice. You're up again. Bet. I've got your cab fare, dinner and a movie. Bring a change of clothes just in case it's all groovy. Watch when I see you. I miss you a lot, yo. How about a nightcap? Maybe a bottle of mo. So V can bite your titties like a baby toddler ho. Bet. I got your cab fare, dinner and a movie. Bring a change of clothes just in case it's all groovy. Watch when I see you. I miss you a lot, yo. How about a nightcap? Maybe a bottle of mo. So V can bite your titties like a baby toddler ho. <laughs> One costly slip of the tongue. And while we know that... <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> while, while we know that MF's intentions are not sincere in this track and in general, sometimes, Alan, and I don't know if you've experienced this with Mary when you were like boyfriend, girlfriend, sometimes you can just say something, you can just say some just random sincere shit and it gets taken completely the wrong way, yeah? And you're just fucked. And it's almost like, just the per- your partner just goes on a rampage like what did you just say and you meant nothing by it it was literally just a casual um slip of the tongue just a passing comment it, it didn't you didn't mean anything by it. it was a sincere sort of comment made but it's just aggravated your partner in a way and mate trying to recover from that is an absolute nightmare and you know, Vic's really fucked himself up here with the with the intention of what he wants to get out of this girl but it's worse when you're sincere. It's worse when you don't mean anything by it at all, man. It, it is genuinely like, as an example, I mean, it's not relationship orientated, but I remember I was working in a particular place and you know what old school Abby was like. It just, I just say exaggerated things for the sake of exaggeration. So I was aggravated about a customer that really, really was rude to me and really, really pissed me off. And I said, oh, watch, if I ever see our headbutter in the face, yeah? And I said that out loud, right? I didn't mean I didn't mean anything by it, but the I got a complaint, right? And I had to basically apologize to a staff member because she had experienced some domestic violence and it it recreated so So do you know what I mean? I didn't mean nothing by it. It was just me being exaggerating. But the fact that I said, Oh, if I see our head butter in the our head butter if I see her in a Tesco R one day or whatever god forbid i'd never do such a thing ever yeah, it's funny because look to me, what it because i know you when you say that i'm like that's obvious like abby kind of slapstick humor this kind of thing he just says i wouldn't think nothing of it but for someone who doesn't know you they might be shocked yeah and that's exactly what happens and then you know what like it took a few months before i could like mend that relationship with that girl because she was always distant she was always a bit like oh it's, i'm working with abby don't and, get you know he might just fucking headbutt me and like well like the person that was headbutting me before whatever. and it was just like it, and it takes a while because going back to the track we did uh last week the fact that her first impressions of me because she just doesn't know me she just take that at face value she wouldn't be like oh what did he mean by that is he just joking or was he this or was he that it was like hang on a minute this guy's I don't trust this guy for nothing. Like he's a fucking psychopath. So yeah, it was just just reminded me of that. Ah, uh, nice. You're up again. Oh no, you didn't. You call me a what? Don't make me wig out. How are you gonna let some shit like that slip out of your mouth? 
If I was there, I'd smack you in your smirk for acting like a jerk. Thought you was cool, but now I doubt the shit is going to work. I'm not hurt. I'm pissed off. Piss off. Fuck this shit. No, you didn't. You called me your what? Don't make me wig out. How you gonna let some shit like that slip out your mouth? Now, if I was there, I'd smack you in your smirk for acting like a jerk. Thought you was cool, but now I doubt the shit is gonna work. I'm not hurt. I'm pissed off. Kiss off. Fuck this shit. Snap there. Send me snap. The reaction. I mean, for Apani B Fly, it's completely justified, right? Absolutely. She's been called a hoe. She feels slightly degraded. She doesn't know. She doesn't feel special anymore. She just feels like maybe a piece of meat to victor vaughn but again and i was just just to revalidate my point that i was saying before for a casual slip of the tongue for someone who's being really sincere it's next to impossible to pacify that individual and that's why i say communication is really important in relationships because all right let's just remove mf doom and victor vaughn out of this situation because he he generally doesn't care but sometimes you kind of need to be able to say hang on, what you've said has really, really offended me or affected me or done something to me. I'm going to give you an opportunity to explain yourself, right? And that's where you have your, you give your partner a platform to be able to just say, look, I meant nothing by it. If you don't trust me on that, then you don't trust me on that. That's fine. But sometimes people just get triggered and they just go off. They just go off and off and off. And again, I've, I've experienced this where I've accidentally set someone off They've gone on and on and on and on and on and on to the point where I go, you know what? I don't think I can salvage this. I might as well just pull away and not say anything at all. Only then to like a couple of days out later or even just a few hours later, you're, you're a fucking prick. You're not saying anything at all now. How dare you not say nothing to me at all? And I was like, I fucking can't win in this situation. You're not giving me a chance to explain myself. And at the same time, if I try to explain myself, you're just going mental at me. And I think there's like, I've obviously matured since that time. But I think that's a very important thing because I do see couples and people argue in a way that I just go, hang on, man, that's just, that's just not like, there's no decent outcome in the way that you're arguing right there. Just no decent outcome at all. So again, it was just random because this tune is a hilarious tune in some respects, but it does touch on a lot of serious shit. Yeah, I think the key word you mentioned there was trust. Like if you have some trust in the relationship, then you you've got space to recover from those things but if you don't it's always always going to be harder i i snapped you on the part of this yeah if i was there i'd smack you in your smirk in your smirk like i said at the start victor was just too cocky he he let his dark side come out and it doesn't seem like it was a mistake like a, a just a slip of the tongue he was putting on a bit of a performance before that and then he let it slip and she is not having it he insulted her thinking he's being all slick and she just shot him down and good for her she's not gonna let this guy insult her just because she likes him like she'd rather not have him than let herself be disrespected and i think that's a good message i think you need to try not you just try not to let people take the piss out of you just because you like them all because they have some kind of social status or whatever. It's that power imbalance again. If you let stuff like that slide at the start, it's only going to be downhill from there. If you're letting them take advantage or disrespect you or just, just treat you in a, in a negative way from the beginning. As you get further down the line, the longer you're with someone who doesn't respect you or is, is toxic in some way, the harder it is to get out almost, the longer you let it last. You might think you're going to change them 
I think is unlikely. But yeah, you should draw your lines early and stick to them. And even if somebody seems like special, they're the one, they're amazing. If they give you a red flag, don't ignore them. Absolute facts, man. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Who's next? You're up. Like my ex-man Mike got my best friend pregnant and he's still trying to call me. Well, fuck Mike and fuck Vic too. I wound up on Prozac from all the shit he put me through. Only been off my prescription three weeks and you got me flipping, ripping up ripping my hair out like my ex-man mike got my best friend pregnant and be still trying to call me well fuck mike and fuck Vic too i wound up on prozac from all the shit he put me through only been off my prescription three weeks and you got me flipping ripping my hair out there's a fair bit to break down here and i don't always want to delve in the stupidity of abby and his life but that that will happen at some point with this these bars but firstly but not associated with me a couple of things with reference to the line before so overprotective, I wish she'd take a sedative and shit. She wished for her mum to chill out and take medication. But her mum was actually right, and now she is the one taking the medication instead. Like, what? I think that's a very clever, subtle one in there, but it's so true. And the thing that I wanted to highlight more importantly was the line, only being off my prescription three weeks. So going back to the stupid life of Abby and the first girlfriend that I was talking about, there came up this situation where basically she had described that she had kissed another guy in a club. She had come back to me, told me that she had done this and was basically begging me to forgive her and begging me to take her back. I said, I don't see a way past this, but she was crying. She was there. She was that all or stupid Abby stupid Abby goes and says yeah all right fine like let's give this another shot and one of the things that came out of our communication was that I don't get any time from you Abby I don't get any any attention from you Abby because you're always studying all the time we need to spend some time together and you know we might be able to like fix up or something the idea got rolled out that we should go on holiday we go on holiday during term time and I'm on a course where if you miss just one lab, you you kind of fail the year. And I had three labs that week. But this dickhead called Abby goes and says, you know what? This relationship's lasted for four years and this might be the rest of my life or whatever. What's one year of having to repeat uni compared to setting the rest of your life with this person? And I just reflect back on a Pani B fly, like, She's worked so hard to get herself off Prozac and she's been off her prescription three weeks. But the way that she's felt through this relationship with Vic has made her or prompt her thinking, you know what? I might not need this medication anymore. Like I, I might not need to be on this anymore. But now all of a sudden she's back on it again. And that was the same thing with me in the sense that I was like, well, I don't need to like education and my my progress at uni it's okay to wait. Nah, if someone cares about you, if someone loves you, if someone wants the best for you, they'd never ever interfere with that. They would never ever put you in that situation where, hang on a second, let's do this in order to help us or help me. And I just thought that this was so like poignant that she's like, oh fucking this knob, I've got with this idiot and you know, look where I am now. I've got, I hadn't, I have been off my prescription three weeks 
and now I'm flipping, ripping my hair out and all this sort of stuff, whatever. And I felt the exact same thing. I was like, because after that holiday, we came back thinking, had nothing had resolved. We knew we didn't want to be together no more. And um, she was made it clear that she had intentions for the guy that she had um, had kissed. And I was just like, fuck, I'm about to just have to repeat my whole year. I literally have to repeat my whole year at uni just for because this girl couldn't tell me that she don't like me no more. It was nuts. So I just think that never let anything get in the way of your progression. If you're progressing, like, for instance, my boy Alan, he went on his computer science degree. At any point, if Mary, and of course, I'm just hypothetically saying, but if Mary is like, oh, you're studying all the time and you're doing the masters all the time and you're not paying me enough attention or whatever, that's a red flag. But you know what? It doesn't feel like a red flag in the relationship because you're thinking, oh, she wants my attention. No, man, that's not that's not right. You need someone who's always going to support you and push you and aspire you for better things. Yeah, truth. And I was lucky enough to have that. It's It's absolutely true what you say you need to it's difficult to do but you need to try and put your well-being before that relationship and it's whole it's always hard to see perspective from inside these kinds of relationships but if you're having like life-changing things happen whether it's your mental health your physical health your education and that person's doing that it's not good not a good sign man and i think more so than anything else it's so important to talk because I didn't talk then. And I just feel like had I had a few conversations with you and a few other people or whatever, I think I would have maybe come to my senses. But because I kept it all in and I didn't share any of it with no one, I didn't disclose it to anyone because in some respects I felt rejected and I didn't trust anyone at all. Yeah, I actually ended up making poor decisions for myself. And I'm the one that ended up being like worse off of the whole situation as well. So communication and talking to people and having a support network Man, we don't chat about this shit for no reason. It's the truth, man. It's the absolute truth. And I, I fully, fully be va- been validated in the last few years with you over this shit, man. So, yeah, just make sure you've got people to talk in your life. Facts. Absolutely, man. You're up again. I'd rather masturbate than fuck with Vic Vaughan. Let me watch. <laughs> fuck with Vic Vaughan. Rather masturbate than fuck with Vic Vaughan. Let me watch. Rather masturbate than fuck with Vic Vaughan. <laughs> only mf can pull off a line like this <laughs> only mf can pull off a line like this the only mf and that's all i wanted to say was r.i.p mf dude you literally were one of a kind mc like no one could pull it off like that just uh, unbelievable this guy is just too sick absolute truth nothing but love to victor vaughan aka mf dude nothing but love to all his fans nothing but love to a party b fly i think you're incredible and nothing but love to all your fans nothing but love to all the brl listeners out there nothing but love to you alan one peace so, so, so what time you gonna be here yo? all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna be waiting yo, just to holler bring the buzzer three